Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. You can change your environment situation in order to find out what is more than enough. So then you can make a stable equilibrium of yourself. What's up, everyone? Out of a celebration of hitting our 150th podcast, I wanted to jump on this podcast and share with you guys my life story, my life lessons. I thought it would be really good. Give me a chance to connect with you and you guys a chance to connect with me. So I'm going to go running through a bunch of things in terms of you know, why life is so good right now and all the things and hurdles that I had to overcome. And I'm going to tell you some crazy stories. I'm going to get super vulnerable. I'll let you guys know some of the hectic, hectic things, hectic things in the background that have happened there in chance that I hope it brings you some wisdom. I hope that it's going to motivate you. And I hope that it's going to help you take that step forward or action on whatever you most need to take action on. Because out of 150 podcasts, there's a lot of self-reflections. If you guys don't know, if you guys haven't done your own podcast or done presenting or speaking before, You learn so much. I'm going to learn so much at the moment while I'm reflecting and talking to you guys. But you do. You learn so much. It's insane. And then um, also because you're interviewing people, I'm interviewed some of the best best in the world, is you learn so much. It's like personal coaching sessions. I like to leverage my podcast. My podcast is so crazy because I can, if I want to learn something, I'll just talk to someone who's best in the world at it. (laughs) It's insane. And if they've got time and availability and you've contacted the right people, you can get them on your podcast. Crazy, guys. (laughs) It's so crazy. Anyway, so I've learned some really cool things um, and I'd like to share them with you. And obviously my self-development program and the, the company that I run, which is called Overcome the Chaos. So we actually got a company now. We'll set up Overcome the Chaos as the company. Woohoo! So we're changing it because we're going to be running like a whole bunch of educational programs, you know, for personal development, personal development, personal development for men. And we're going to do this as a sneaky trip. We haven't decided on it yet or whatever it is, but we're going to be doing some Australian tours for Overcome the Chaos. We're going to come see all the states. We're going to come see all you guys who are listening and we're going to be running some workshops, which is really exciting. Like, oh God, just saying that out loud right now is getting me like so excited. It's just, um, it's really cool and just crazy to see the growth and everything. And um, it's more the connections and the people that you meet and the transformations. Like I, I find it quite overwhelming the amount of messages that I get and the posts that we have in our community of people's lives transforming. Like Every day, or every, every single week, someone's life is transforming. And we have like well over 100 people in the communities and stuff now. It's, it's, um, I'm so grateful, to be, to, to be honest. And it's hard. I get emotional about it. I've already been emotional on a podcast with Clint about it. So I'm not going to get emotional today. I'll probably get emotional about some other stuff. But anyway, I'm not going to get emotional about that today. <laughs> but yeah, so I want to jump in and, and share, with, share with you guys some things. I hope you can take away something. And I hope that you can really step into becoming who you are and who you're supposed to be. There is a, a quote that I have been just thinking about so much recently. It's just been hitting me after I had a one-on-one consult with uh, Brooke. Shout out, Brooke. She's um, my female one-on-one client and we're absolutely kicking ass. She's kicking some ass. It's great to see. But we had this, um, we were talking something about the hero's journey because I teach a lot on the hero's journey and I have a course on it. If anyone's interested, DM me. I'm going to be uploading on my website soon, whenever that is out. Um, you can actually jump in there and just get it. Insane. Um, so I made her go through my hero's journey course and we were talking about it. And in terms of moving forward, is like, how do you get over that hurdle in terms of a fear of being judged or, you know, fear of failing or a fear of not being able to succeed or, you know, understanding that when you do do something, your life is going to change. And it's understanding that is a part of the hero's journey. And that is the quote goes, the hero is the champion of things becoming, not things become. Meaning. When there is something new or unique gift, when you really learn and understand, you know, you and understand yourself is now you have a responsibility to share that with, you know, the world who may or may not know that it needs it. And if it doesn't need it and everyone's like, no, everything's good. Old tradition here. Everything's fine. And you, you greatly understand like, no, you need this, this, this gift is you need to understand how to bring that forward. And in the modern day terms, that's called marketing. funnily enough. And then in terms of the hero is a champion of things becoming, not things become, 
meaning that become is going to be resistance and everyone's going to have old traditions set in their own ways. And if they're not evolving, then the heroes are going to come up and transcend them. So no matter where you're at in life, no matter if you've at the absolute end, you've done everything you've completed or you're, you're right at the start, you know, if, if you're right at the end, just be wary because heroes are coming. And if you are, aren't going to evolve with the times and you're not going to evolve with the new uh, innovations, then you're going to be a villain and <laughs> start pushing people down. And just to be aware of that. And then if you're the hero coming is understanding that, you know, you want to be able to educate and connect and have relationships and have a lot of soft, you know, relationship, you know, connection, communication skills in order to influence people that, you know, are set in their own old uh, traditions so that you can overcome and help them make new decisions. Wow. How exciting. So let's get into it. I thought that'd be really cool. Some of the things that I wanted to mention uh, about like some of the faults and like self-reflections that I have in terms of doing exercises and some of the things, you know, on my own personal development journey, becoming obsessed with it is that some of my faults, my weaknesses is that I feel so unproductive if I relax. That's something that I've had to overcome. I've always believe, I personally always believe that failure is a consequence of insufficient personal effort. So I believe that failure happens because I haven't put enough energy and effort into something, which is so hard to overcome sometimes. Then I find myself making excuses for other people's appropriate behavior. I always stick up for other people. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because after doing a lot of work, I understand where people are coming from. I'm like, oh, there's this thing that happened probably when they were kids, had a relationship with their parents or whatever it is. And now they just can't get to hear. So I feel pity. And it's like, well, actually that behavior is actually not acceptable, Corey. So stop sticking up for him. God damn. Um, I will sacrifice my own feelings for the comfort of others. So I'll understand, like I'll take on a lot of stuff to try to make, you know, other people feel better and not, you know, hurt them. So it's a bit of a people, people pleasing thing there. And then I can bottle up my emotions until I become resentful. Not so much anymore. I feel like I've actually mastered that one. That has a journey of sort of being there as I'll have to speak my truth when it comes up. Sometimes I do, but I catch myself on it pretty quickly. And then I pursue too many activities at the same damn time. I get so distracted because I believe everything is amazing. I'm like, this is good and this is good. And like all this stuff is so good. So I need people in order to essentially help me to be like, no, dude, you just become distracted right now. Like <laughs> I know there's heaps of awesome, th- awesome things going on, but just focus on one thing. So essentially um, what I've done is, you know, over the past year or so, we've got to 150 podcasts, which is insane. I've created a multiple six-figure company, um, which went live this year, which is insane, Overcome the Chaos, woohoo, which is the whole personal development, one-on-one coaching, group coaching with the programs and the courses and now events and workshops, baby, woohoo. And um, yeah, I've also had got a professional become a professional in bodybuilding, the WBFF Federation, which was, which was insane. I also, what should we call it? I have a, a really good relationship with health and my own emotions. And I also have a fantastic intimate relationship. It's a, literally the relationship of my dreams. I get emotional thinking about it because it's just so powerful. And my network has expanded so rapidly and all of the people around me, not only are they super successful and by normal term, people's terms, rich um, in terms of financially, but, but they're just amazing people. Like, I don't know one of the, one, of, I don't know one person that doesn't hang around me um, or that is a part of my circle that isn't amazing, giving, open-minded, wants to help, is completely moral and ethical and knows where they're going and is just, you know, on their own path and everyone around each other is just charred charges everyone up to keep being themselves. And it's so powerful. Like it's so powerful. It blows my mind sometimes. So that's sort of what's happening at the moment. Things are growing so quickly. And what I'm most um, uh, proud of is the growth of everything. Um, personally, in my relationship, in my business, in my health, and my relationship with my parents, I healed my relationship with my parents. And I think that that has just been one of the, one of the most transformational experiences I've ever had to do because um, it's just – it causes you to really reflect and, and really face your own demons. That's the hard part in there. So <laughs> I thought that'd be really cool. So that is some of the things that have happened um, that we've kind of got up to at the moment. I'm just getting up some of my notes, guys, because I thought this would be really cool. 
but I just want to let just tell you guys some stories in terms of where things like used to be at the moment and 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 what I did to actually overcome them. So where am I going to start? Where am I going to start? I'm going to think about this for a second. Let's just start late teens. So late teens, if you guys haven't heard the story, essentially, well, I'll just start at start. I grew up to be a singer and a dancer and actor as a kid. I grew up and I was lead roles in, I was, I was leaving school early every single week because I had to go to training and dancing and acting and singing like three, four times a week. I was doing 12 to 16 hour days when I was like 12 years old so that I could learn all the skills and the techniques to be, you know, a successful singer, dancer and actor. Um, I really wanted to be in the big movies and that goal hasn't changed, but I've decided that I'm delaying that goal until I'm 40s or 50s. I'm not doing it so much for the fame and the stardom. I just love it. And I really want to be around it and a part of it. And I get to use all those skills every single day in my job now. So um, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I grew up to be like, oh, Starlight, all these things. I was growing around female attention. I was like the guy at the the, um, the dance class. Everyone was like, woo, that guy, woo. And then I'd go to school and everyone's like, shut up, you homo. And I was like, God damn it. Like <laughs> they get bullied and and all the rest of it. But Essentially, everyone sort of grows up. When you get to high school, I think everyone grows up a little bit and, you know, everything sort of changes. Everyone's just like, like supports each other a little bit better. And all of the things that happen when you're a bit long, younger, you have to start integrating because if you don't, then you get trapped and you get stuck there. And we don't want that to happen. So essentially, um, I grew up to have all those things. My parents split up when I was 15 years old, which is actually a pretty big deal at the time. I didn't realize how much of a big deal it was, but like it was because dad's business was doing well. Life was increasing essentially I was succeeding in everything that I wanted to do. And then it all came to a massive halt, like boom, like stopped here. No more singing, dancing, actor lessons, can't afford it. Um, these things aren't happening. These things aren't happening. Finished school, wanted to hang out with my friends. And my dad was one of those at the time. He's different now. At the time, so this dad's like, oh, you got to work and do these things. I've got these expectations. So you got to start working with me. And he built the business up for the family. So of course, he wanted to, you know, out of love provide and, and like essentially give me the business, but he wanted me to learn the hard way, which sucked because <laughs> I did. I had, to show up, I had to show up to work. So I went from singing, dancing and acting, getting paid 50 to to $100 an hour for gigs, being in state operas, theater productions, being in um, movies and TV shows and pilot TV shows and clowning and doing all these fun things for like creative work and stepping into you know, active and, and, and acting while I step into characters all the time. And, and it was so fun and it was so creative in terms of being someone, being someone different, being someone new, being able to step into to something and allowing that express and, and demonstrating that through camera. You know, when there's like hundreds of people watching you on set or you're on stage and there's, you know, there's like a thousand people watching you in the audience um, and you, you've got the pressure on and you're just like acting out. It's real funny because you actually get sort of caught up away with it when you're performing. It's, it's, it's quite fantastic. But anyway, yeah, stuff went to start. I had to go, when I was working with dad, I had to essentially get to work early every single morning and clean all the toilets and all those things. And I had to work the latest and I had to learn some of the office stuff. And it was very on my case. And at that time, after everything sort of failed and I didn't have that purpose and that meaning in my life in terms of you're going to be this famous actor, it was like, well, I actually just want to have fun. So, because I was worked so hard. But I was so used to having this crazy energy and work ethic and I had nothing to put it into. So I put it into socializing and I just met some amazing people, some friends that I'll have um, for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I didn't want to do anything else but that. I fell into the trap of watching so much anime and playing video games. And, you know, I met one girl who completely just destroyed my life from the age of like 18 to 21. All grateful for it now because I wouldn't be where I am without it. Like so grateful and appreciative because... I understand so much about the feminine and how it works and relationships and, you know, the dark side of, whoa, Jesus, the dark side of the human mind and how that, and how it works in terms of, you know, feeling suicidal and mental health and feeling compassionate about those things and actually passionate about making things better. Um, by the way, when I was growing up, I had a couple of like, like really close friends, like some of my best friends commit suicide, which is pretty hectic. Um, and then, so that like, you know, ratted you a little bit. So you think about things and you start pondering life and death. And I never thought that I'd ever be in a position to feel suicidal or anything like that. Um, I was like, wow, like, you know, things got pretty bad, but you know, I'm quite blessed in my life and I don't think I'd ever get there. And I did later on, but we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, so I met, um, 
this girl was completely unintegrated and she had, no, she's young, so of course she's unintegrated, but she had some mental health problems, um, poor doll. And essentially one of the ways she acted out was by cheating on me. I'm not exaggerating guys. Like I've, I've probably got cheated on like 10 times in two years. And, but it was all my fault because I kept going back and then I would be mean and I would say, you know, bad things and nasty things. And I'd be so reactive about things that I would push her away to go and do stupid stuff and like cheat on me. But it was all my fault that it happened because I stuck around and I pushed her away. So it's like, well, of course that's going to happen. Right. So After that whole saga, working with my dad, I had this girl that I was addicted to. I got addicted to her and I got addicted to sex. I didn't think like all of my pleasure come from being wrapped around the comforts that come from her and sex made me feel connected. So, and I thought the only way that I was ever going to feel connection was with sex. And the only time that I identified sex was with her. Um, So anytime I felt connected or had meaning or purpose for life, it was around her. And I did everything that I could to try and like help her and fix her and doing these things, which is the worst thing, but I'm happy I learned it in my very early twenties and late teens. Um, I think it was like, yeah, I'll probably say, yeah, 19 to 20 or 19, 21, something like that. So I was very happy that all those things happen now because I completely understand it. At the same time, my mum went through Helen back. So she has a lot of trauma as a kid. Um, nothing. I, I think it, what actually happened wasn't too bad for her, but she received it so badly in terms of having trauma. So she has this stuff that she hadn't processed. And then at the age of 15, when my vulnerable here, sorry, parents, but we're going straight into it. When my dad cheated on my mom, he got out of the relationship and uh, that was like an excuse because their relationship was so bad. And he basically wasn't strong enough to be like, ah, God damn, I got to cut this. So it all makes sense to me in terms of a guy of like why it happened, but it was like, he just definitely went the wrong way about it. But it's good that I actually got to see that at that age, especially the age of 15, 16, because you're like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to do that to anyone ever um, because of just seeing what happens to like the whole family, you're like, holy shit. Um, so I think that was quite good in terms of helping me understand morals. But having all of these things happen sort of throughout like the experience just sort of drug, drags you down, drags you down. <laughs> I guess what it does, it just drags you down, it makes you feel helpless and worthless. So during this time of being cheated on, working with the old man, I was just very frustrated. Like I remember me and dad, because he's the biggest lover I've ever met. Like literally these guys, like, yes, he's done some things that he regrets stuff in the past, but he's literally like my best friends and I respect him more than anyone else. And I love him so deeply that it hurts. And I think that like during those periods of time when dad was trying to bring me up to be a good kid, um, heartbroken, um, addicted to video games and anime, addicted to sex, my only outlet was gym, ended up falling in love with the gym and my friends. I'd go socialize all the time and I would rely on them for a lot of emotional stability and I'd sacrifice a lot to hang out with my friends because I didn't know what I wanted to do or anything with life. I just knew that one day I was going to be a singer, dancer and actor and that currently what's happening is like, uh, I was entitled because so much came to me as, as a kid. Like I was, put in, I was put in the right environment situations and I succeeded. I always won everything that I did when I was put in the right environment situation. Which makes me think, like, where, where are you in your life? In your life, have you been put in the right environment situation, and then you have succeeded? And majority of the time, it's like you're in the right situation, you had the right environment, you had the right skills adjusted to you, and then you succeeded. Of course, that's going to happen because you're in the right environment. The wrong environment. Um, working for my old man, and just we got so frustrated. There was times when, um, for example, we would. Dad would come home breaking down tears because he was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is so hectic. And I thought, like, you know, good. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, all the things that happen, like, you deserve it. I mean, there's no compassion or anything um, like that at that period of time because, you know, we – I hated working at the, at, the, at, the, at the shed and, you know, he had these expectations for me to live up to and he wanted to succeed and provide financially and all these different things. There was a lot of frustrations there because we just weren't delivering back to each other. But I was extremely entitled and I didn't understand that was there. But at that time, um, let's go back 15 or 16, 16, 17, dad like moved out and I basically had the house to myself. So I had to learn a lot of um, just responsibility things at, a, at a, I would say a younger age and majority of people that I knew, like I was just fending for myself, like in terms of not financially, <laughs> not financially, but um, so he supported me, he's 15, 16, 17. Oh no, I was actually, because I was getting paid a wage from um, him. So yeah, I was relying on myself and we just bought, I just did like, I just, just cooked and trained. That's all I had. We had a gym in the back at the backyard. So I just started, um, gymming. Anyway, let's go back to the epoch of 20 years old, getting cheated on all those things. Ends up competing in a bodybuilding show. And that completely sort of 
opened my eyes. I was like, this is something that I love doing. I, I started uni. I quit working with dad and it was so hectic at that time. Like we were just like hating each other, like almost boxing on and stuff like, all the time, screaming at each other. And just like, it was just like that dark ominous. He gets home. Oh fuck. Like, you know what I mean? He leaves. He's like, thank God. He comes back. Oh shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like that for years. Um, super toxic. Um, but we got over it guys. We got over it. From there, um, essentially, yes, fell in love with the gym and personal development at a very young age, 20, 20, 21 years old. One of my friends recommended me to read How to Influence Friends and Influence People, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I listened to the audiobook and read it at the same time. I was like, this is hard. Like I had to I learn and read a lot of lines when I was uh, younger. So before I started uni, I was like, okay, I read this book and I remember going into my casual job because I got a job at a surf store afterwards, just working in retail and which I stayed for for like five years, which I shouldn't have goddamn. But um, I remember walking through the shopping center after reading that thing and being like, whoa, like the whole world is just an opportunity for you to take advantage of. And this is your life. No one else's like it's your life. So everything is your responsibility and any influence and opportunity that you have when you can, you know, to change or influence or help someone's life is literally right there. We're walking through the shopping center, just looking at all the people just moving around. I'm like, there's hordes of people here. There's hordes. And we could influence them all if only we sorted sorted ourselves out. So I just had this crazy transformation. I was like, screw up and go to uni. Got in, you know, studied uh, aviation for like a year and a half, um, figured out that's not what I wanted to do because it didn't align with my health values. Being a pilot, guys, is tough in terms of – if health wise, unless you're flying your own little private charter, like if you wanted to be a commercial pilot, tough. That's what I wanted to get into because it's chasing money. Didn't work, studied, passed a few of the subjects, failed a lot of them because it was way above um, my intellect at the time. And my intellect is more around philosophy, not so much um, aerodynamics. <laughs> aerodynamics was tough, guys. I think I passed that course, that one. Aerodynamics and physics, I passed those and there's a couple others I failed. Um, and then I decided from there, like, you know what, I'm actually going to study business because you know, sort of, it's a very generic topic and little did I know that I actually liked it because a lot of psychology and theory and modules put in there. Like I've got one right behind me right here that I, I that's not one of the things that we study, but it's a module that I created after I finished uni uh, for everyone in personal development, which I think is really cool. Hierarchy of the modern man. What will, so essentially when I went to uni and studied business, I'm like, I want to start being excellent. <laughs> I competed in bodybuilding and I started winning shows. And during uni, I started competing in bodybuilding and winning shows. And if you guys don't know, like bodybuilding, I believe a competition prep is one of the hardest things I believe. And it's what I've experienced that anyone can be put through in terms of impulses, reactions, primitive thoughts, um, and getting control over your is getting control over your reactions and impulses in, in all areas. Like the discipline it takes to not eat that one more piece of food here. The discipline that it takes to go, all right, you gotta get your steps in, you gotta train hard, you gotta get this water in, you gotta say no socially to everyone. Like it's so strict, guys. Like for three or four months, respect to every single bodybuilder, any single person that's ever done a competition prep to try to get as lean as they possibly can, who has also done so without getting an eating disorder. I hats off to you. Like, I think it's, it's such an important personal um, display of discipline and grit. And I used all of the philosophy and the research that I studied in order to do it. And then I thought to myself, like, why am I so disciplined? How can I stick to these? Cause my, my friends thought I was weird. I was like the outlier in the group always doing like weird stuff. Like, Oh, Corey's doing this thing. Corey's doing that thing, whatever it is. Um, I was just doing a whole bunch of weird shit guys. <laughs> like, but anyway, I loved competing and it was great. The support and the family bringing everyone together is, is absolutely amazing, but respect to anyone who's ever done it. Then when I started uni studying business, I competed again. I won a Australian title in a PCA competition for physique, which was really cool. I had a couple of years off before I went on to win a pro card. Um, and essentially through that time studying, studying at business, I, I dove real deep because there's quite a bit of personal development in there. I remember having this one experience when I talked to one of the lecturers and it was on reflective writing. And I was like, what, what how the hell am I supposed to reflective write? Like, and it's basically, I feel I had this experience, which made me, made me feel this. And it's first person instead of like an essay, it's like reflective writing is different. And having being graded on a piece of reflective writing is insane. So I went to the, it's, it's really transformational because it puts pressure on you to seriously self-reflect. And during that time, 
I talked, I, I, I found this hack to get good grades. I ended up finishing like my business degrees with honors. I was in like the top 10% or something of people who, um, in terms of grades, I got like distinctions and high distinctions for everything. But that's because I knew my strengths and weaknesses because you do a lot of tests in a business uni because there's a lot of leadership courses and self-awareness. So you're learning a lot about yourself. And I had to learn and I took it seriously at that age because I was like, you know, I need to start making, you know, some doing some shit, you know what I mean? Like, I've got to start changing. I, I believed when I was younger that I was destined for greatness. I knew I had this burning passion within inside myself that like you're going to achieve great things and I think we all do and then we just hide it later on because it's too hard. We fear of being judged, fitting in. We don't want to hurt other people's, you know, have other people see us differently. Um, we don't want to outshine others or we think that our current comfort zone is like this is it if we leave this comfort zone it's going to be scary and we'll never we may sacrifice everything we've got now but you have to be willing to sacrifice everything you've got now in order to get to that next level it's called you know the journey of the second mountain which you know happens quite regularly but believed i was destined for greatness and after self self-reflecting and having that period of you know 16 to i would say 23 of just being in the shit house <laughs> through there, like in the dark, like in the abyss, learning all the tech, going through all the tests and the trials. After that, after that period had done and I started self-reflecting in the course and having to do that one essay on self-reflection as it like really opened me up. Like, and, and how, and it was like going to the gym for how you think and my, how I thought about myself muscles got bigger which was insane. And I got a really good grade in it. And, and like, I, I, I remember crying my eyes out to like ball, ball my eyes out, writing the self-reflection because you talk about your family and reflect on all these things. And I remember talking to one of the girls in my course and in the, in the subject. And I was like, man, now is that emotional for you guys? And she was, she was like, yeah, I had to just like basically get ready, start crying and just let it all out. And I was like, that's what I did. So at least I'm doing it right. <laughs> and yeah, it was quite quite an amazing piece. And I started getting, you know, really good grades. My hack at the time was talk to the lecturers and the tutorers and ask them at the end because I was like, well, my, my strengths for myself are people. I'm a real good people person. That's why I got into business management was the, the thing that I did. So I did a lot of like the leadership and CEO type of, type of subjects and like managing people's subjects. And my hack was, okay, go and ask the lecturers and the tutorers after every single time before your exams and ask them, hey, what's like – I would say this, hey, I always find myself studying the wrong things for the exams and I pride myself on being an exceptional student. Where can I go and what should I be studying to make sure that I'm prepared for the exams? And, you know, I'd butter them up a little bit and just be like, hey, how are you going? I was thinking whatever it is. And, you know, you did such a good lecture. If they did, and I love this point on this, I wouldn't lie. But I'd butter them up where I sincerely needed to appreciate them. And then they'd be like, oh, just look here, here and here. Cool. I'd get to the exam and I'm like, this is everything that I studied. Awesome. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, get like great, great points and great marks for the exam. But after that self-reflection piece and that self-awareness, it really sort of opened my eyes for how I thought and so started self-reflecting about me. And during that time I had like, I got into another relationship where I completely made that person my purpose. I remember doing her TAFE subjects for her. I would do everything that I could like, cause you know, something happened. I did her subjects for her because I organized something or whatever it was and it ruined time somewhere and then she didn't have time to catch up and do it because I stuffed up somewhere. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll just do it for you. You know what I mean? Why the hell would I be doing the person's damn subject? You know I, mean? I think back to that now, I'm like, oh, God, dude, so stupid in terms of people pleasing. But sometimes you can let people do, people do their own things and not try to fix them. Anyway, I made her my purpose and it rules out of polarization. She got super unattracted to me and just goddamn like whew, left out of there, which was exactly fair enough and, and that's when I hit my lows and lows. So essentially I found someone that I was so attached to. It wasn't so much her. It was more because I attached my purpose to her. It was like, this is where the meaning is in my life. And this was like before I started, boy, at the very start of um, the business, sorry, in the middle of the studying business at university when I thought that that was my purpose, learning all the self-reflection stuff. And then obviously the universe gives you your best test. And the best test was this new girl and fell madly in love and madly attached to, you know, her being the purpose. So I self-sacrificed myself for her to bring her up and to help her, you know, in bodybuilding competitions because she, uh, she was a lifter as well at the time and to help her have the most amount of fun, to help her succeed with her studies and like self-sacrifice my own studies and you know, self-sacrifice my own results and my own health in those period of times. And I was so attached to that because I was like, oh, this is going to be the best thing ever. And everything 
turned to shit. <laughs> so from that position, my grades started to drop. I started staying up really late. I started watching anime. I started like watching way more like TV shows and, and, and things. And I would get myself into positions where I didn't really want to be in. I'd been like my early twenties got beaten up a few times. I was pretty hectic. And, and yeah, it had all of these just like impacts of just the things that just like went on to myself and, and I, and I always chased for, for the, for the validation of I'm, I'm worthy if, if I can keep this person and lock them down or, you know, I'm worthy if I get this girl. So then I was single after that for a period and just went nuts for a little while and I didn't pay like too much attention because I didn't, I didn't care too much, but it was enough that I was like, cool, I need some sort of hit or thrill or adrenaline in my life. And that's where I was getting it. And I believe that, you know, that sort of is a detriment to your purpose. And at the same time, all these things that happened, I was researching and learning about all, about like all of these things, but things really started to change after I finished uni. So I finished uni and then I got into a job and I was like, cool. Cause I sort of gave myself permission. I wish I didn't do this. Cause wherever you are and now guys, like one really important thing to take in is like, you are always the master of wherever you are, your environment situation. I did this, this triangle and overcome the chaos of just like explaining how if you're, to if your ego is underdeveloped in certain areas and where you have a sense of self, then you need to push it to the edge in order, like push it to the other side. So too much ego somewhere in terms of the, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom. So you've got to go, you never know what is enough until you know what is more than enough. So find out what more than enough is and then bring it back to equilibrium and you'll be able to make that conscious. And then every time you need to make something conscious, it changes or influences your environment situation. Or you can change your environment situation to have to push things. You can change your environment situation in order to find out what is more than enough. So then you can make a stable equilibrium of yourself. And I believed at the time studying at university was the way to do things. That was it. And I gave myself permission. Oh, just stay here while you're at uni. Like, and then after that, after at uni, then make something happen for yourself. So I, I spent a whole time like just learning and reading hard books and old philosophy and Frederick Nietzsche and all this different stuff. I didn't realize, I didn't know what it was working towards, but I remember at the time, and I used to say this to mum, I don't know why I'm learning all these things, mum. I don't know why. But one day it's going to pay off. I remember saying that to her, like <laughs> when I was living with her for a period of time, like, I don't know why I read this, or why I love this stuff so much, like old school philosophy and psychology and, you know, all of the big books, like as a man, as a man thinketh and think and grow rich and um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, like those books were pretty cool. But then getting into Thus Spoke Zarathustra, um, The Birth of Tragedy, Crumb, Punishment, all these, all these other like really hard books. I was like, why do I love this stuff so much? Oh, my God. Um, blew my brain. God damn it. So now where was I at? I just got to think. Sorry, sorry guys. Thinking, 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 I still haven't found out where I was. I was hoping that was going to help me get there. So... Yes, finishing uni. So once I finished uni and I got a did a placement in a government organization and after working there for a period of time and understanding, I went in there and I was like, wow, everyone here is so unhealthy. And talking to all these people there in business, in management, in leadership roles, and I was just like, like this kind of sucks, like being in here because I feel that I know more than you, but because I'm inexperienced and, well, you've seen that I'm inexperienced and I'm new and obviously I haven't built that respect or climbed the corporate ladder is any of my thoughts and things are just going to get squashed. Um, but I fought as best as I could and end up winning innovation awards and winning all these awards and stuff at work, um, yeah, which I thought was cool, but really just sent it into myself uh, during that period of time, like understanding structure and really using uh, spreadsheets and project management and risk management and, and goal setting and planning and structure and understanding because I worked in organizational development. So we worked a lot of, and I was an organizational development officer, so I'd work a lot with the CEOs and the directors and the big leaders of, you know, high-performing, you know, government organizations, which are like, you know, right at the top. Like these CEOs and stuff are people that are like superstars and we're working with them, helping them to do things and organizing, you know, leadership training and and, and attending it and being a part of them and, and helping people make strategic decisions. It was insane. So I got to like learn I learned a lot of this stuff, but I felt that after doing all of the personal work on myself and being so dedicated to that for a period of time gave me another lens because every time I looked at everything, I was like, imagine applying this to yourself and then how could I create something, you know, that would be awesome. And I'd create programs and I'd do trainings at work. Like I had to get up and speak in front of people because that's where I got a bit of a thrill out of things. And 
one day I was like, all right, cool. So I'm going to use this period of time to really dive deep in myself. And I was the complete outlier from the group. So I'm the one who bought the ice bath. No one else had ice baths. And I created this thing called Frosty Fridays at my house. Everyone Friday afternoon would come to my house and we'd jump in the ice bath. We'd have like 15, 20 people every single Friday coming to Frosty Fridays to get cold and sit in the ice bath for 10 minutes. God damn, it was cold. So... So we created Frosty Fridays. So shout out everyone to come to Frosty Fridays. I love you. You know who you are. And it still goes. I still get in the ice bath every single Friday. I mean, every now and then I may have one Friday off because competing at the moment, so which is crazy. But I did that. I went to Bali. I did all the crazy breath work and meditation before it was cool. And it was like kind of kind of mind-blowing. I did these like cacao ceremonies. I did uh, a couple of breath work ceremonies. I did some transcendental 3D DMT activation meditation stuff. There was a lot of time where I was self-reflecting. I traveled Europe myself and I read some philosophy books while I was traveling in terms of, you know, um, the unbearable lightness of being. I had read a lot of Frederick Nietzsche and stuff. So when I went, I went to go see the Nazi camps and I, I read all the Nazi books and, um, and read a lot of Jordan Peterson to understand. I read the Gulag Archipelago. Um, well, I listened to that the whole thing Jordan Peterson recommends. So when I went there, it was like a crazy experience of acknowledging everything and just being like, wow, we're so blessed to have life. And we have such a mad moral responsibility to be the best version of ourselves. Otherwise is this shit going to happen again? And it is happening in other areas of the world. So but we can't control that. All we control is what's in our circle ourselves. So we have a massive responsibility to make sure that we're showing up way better than the best version of ourselves. So any single time that we are down in terms of, you know, feeling if you're unproductive, if you're relaxed, or if you feel that, you know, you're a failure for some reason, or you're getting depressed, or you're feeling anxious about something, or you can't make a good decision, or your mindset is way more scarce than what it is out of abundant, is it's like, or you're self-sacrificing everyone around you and your potential and how to lift everyone up and, and move forward. Like you've got a responsibility and you're obliged for that to happen simply by just being born. And if you're not doing that, then it's like, okay, now you've, and, and you become aware of it. It's like, you've got responsibility to get back on the track and that's doing the inner work and not feeling guilty for it. I feel a lot of shame. Like men feel a lot of shame and guilt or a lot of, Oh, I'm going to be judged or I'm that guy that's doing this exercise or developing on myself. And then as soon as they get in, like they join one of my programs, do something like this is where we belong, baby. And it makes so much sense. Men have been a part of tribes and they've talked. If you look at the old Stoics, Plato and Seneca and all, all, the, all those guys that all hang out and just talk about philosophy. And if you think about political organizations where a lot of men um, band together and have you know high-level discussions about what to do with the state, they're battling philosophical ideas, which is just so fantastic. And, you know, what – and Frederick Nietzsche talks a lot about this in terms of – because he criticized a lot of philosophers, not just their philosophy, because a lot of their philosophy is influenced from who they are as philosophers. So he criticized them to show how it impacts their philosophy and how the senses of their selves may be wrong or whatever, or may be right, and then how that reflects in their philosophy. So for you and your own philosophy with what you're doing, it's like, okay, find a tribe of dudes. Um, if you're a guy or a group of people, it doesn't have to be a group of dudes. Find your own group of people and work on being your best self with them working, them being their best selves and then be mere reflections of each other to help, you know, rising tides, lift all boats, lift everybody up. So where was I at? Went to Europe, did all the things, went to Bali, did a whole lot of transformational stuff. Then I did sat ayahuasca ceremonies and a whole lot of mushroom ceremonies intentionally guys, by the way, um, in relationships, I, I got another partner, fell in love Big time at the time, there was like a three and a half year relationship. So we're going to get married, kids and have the whole lot. Um, and ended up not going with that because it wasn't actually right for both of us. However, yeah, I was the outlier. So I bought the ice baths. I started going, traveling, solo traveling and doing all of these like weird things. I started a podcast. My friends are like, what are you starting like podcast for? Everyone would listen to them and be like, oh, what was this episode like before? That was a good one. Like it was really cool. I wrote so many articles. I remember just wanting to give. Um, and being like, okay, well, I need to have some sort of authority um, or some sort of place where I can, where people can go to, where they can be like, cool, like I like Corey. He's done these things for me and helped me solve some of my problems. And maybe I'll jump on to be a client at some point. And it started so young. So I just started writing. Like I think it was while I was at uni. I just created a website before the end. Oh, sorry. As soon as I finished uni, created a website and started writing a whole bunch of articles, which are all still live guys. I think they're really cool. They were all on biohacking stuff, caffeine, cacao ceremonies, uh, self-confidence, um, a whole lot of fitness things. And it was awesome. Like it was really cool writing those articles. But for me, I was like, well, it's not enough because when people ask me questions, I started posting about something 
they needed somewhere to go. Um, so that's why I started the podcast. I always thought to myself, like, you know, listen to people go, oh, I'm, I'd love to start a podcast one day. I went on one and I was like, this is it. Like, how do I not have a podcast? Like, I get to perform for you guys. Like, God damn, it's so good. How many times, by the way, guys, how many times can you count that I've said God damn on this podcast? <laughs> you know, you get stuck on one word. You get one word sometimes and you just thrash it. <laughs> I'll try not to say it as much. <laughs> If I say it again, don't judge me <laughs> or call me out about it. And if you've counted, um, thank you for listening because that's that's some intense that's some in, intensive listening right there. So yeah, did all, all those personal development stuff. And at that period of time, when I was reading these books, and I was I remember being in like I started working for my dad when I was working in my business and while I was um, at uni, just because I wanted to. Like we'd become a, a lot better in our relationship. He opened up, and if things weren't so tense especially when I left, I was just like, oh, and dad's heart cracked open when he started seeing me win bodybuilding shows. When I started win bodybuilding shows, he's like, wow, you're doing it. Like you're living your passion. And, and I wanted to be a bodybuilder when I was younger. So like all the support. So, and we had some big moments and it really transformed us as the best thing ever. So yeah, after I started doing all this work and creating this podcast and speaking to some amazing people around the world, um, it was crazy. Some opportunities started falling into my lap. Just all these beautiful people around me started attracting themselves into my life. Like my first client was, you know, someone who's the age of 21 years old. He was a multi multimillionaire and he had a heart attack at the age of 19. He's like, dude, I need a PT. I'm like, I don't do PT, but I can give you something so much better. <laughs> I remember having a meeting at a coffee shop and we had a, we had a couple of coffees and I just running through all my systems and that hierarchy behind me, which I still teach. And because I wanted to bulletproof it. And I was like, man, because there's one thing on there, it talks about finance. I was like, how is this going to fit into him? And how, how am I going to test this theory against him? And after we went through everything, we're like, nope, it belongs exactly where it is. And we've got some foundational work to do, baby. That's for sure. <laughs> which was um, sort of really cool. And yeah, so, so I started attracting these amazing people into my life and they're just like, I want a piece of what you've got. And I started creating all these systems and all these different theories and I started sharing them. And then I started doing the podcast and talking about them and, and just trying to help people as much as I can. And I'd bring people around for one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'd sit there with a A3 pad of paper, so a big one, and we'd have some mind-blowing experiences. Shout out Will Giles and Robbie Skibicki, um and Sam Ackland. Like we'd come around and I'd write all of these you know, theories down and I'd, I'd map out their lives in terms of the stuff that I've learned. We'd run through these exercises where, you know, they'd close their eyes. I'd put my hand against those. We'd talk about archetypes, diving really deep into King, Warrior, Magician, Lover and understanding how they work and, and doing like inner work. Now, proper inner work, guys. I can't remember the guy, Robert A. Johnson, I think, wrote the book called Inner Work. Um, James Hillman recommended it. And it talks about how you literally speak to the different characters in your subconscious mind and the book the body keeps score talks about this a little bit but proves that it's legit and it's real and it happens so that's why i read the book in a work and it's fascinating how talking to yourself so i'd help people talk to themselves and you get a real true sense of you know who they really are and you know where they've been and i'd use all my philosophy and stuff that i'd study on the unconscious to help them move forward and and it worked, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff worked. And I, just, I literally had a message today from um, Robbie Skibicki. Sorry, mate, throwing under the bus. You know, he's he's all right for vulnerability. But he just messaged me like, you know, saying that he was at this position when we first talked to each other and we were working with each other where he just wanted to start his own business. But he struggled because his dad was such an authoritative figure in his life and he believed that being like his mum was weak. And I asked, remember asking him like, who's the strongest person you know? And he's like, my mum. And I'm like, so you think being feminine like your mum's weak then? And he was like, well, it's not. But he had this prove himself thing that he had to do, you know, um, to prove himself to his dad. On the other side of things, he's just and, – and at the same time, he sought out those figures in his life. So his boss was very similar to his dad at the time doing like project development, houses and things. And his boss was just like, bah, 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 bah. And he was way overworked. He got everything done. He crushed it. Um, he was such a good employee but – he was always trying to prove himself. So he'd over deliver on everything and they would abuse, you know, would they, I wouldn't say abuse, they'd take advantage of old Robbie and his, and his, and his skills. And he messaged me today and he just said like, I get emotional, bro. And this is like, we haven't worked together for, I'd probably say four or five months now, but he said, I just want to get, let you know, bro. Like I'm so emotional telling you this, but I'm in the position where my business has like 10, hundred X itself. Um, and we're doing so well, like so well, we've learned some, we max out everything immediately. And he's like, and I'm hiring my dad as a site manager. And he's like, I never thought in my life. And like his dad makes a lot of money as a plumber. But 
He's got a better opportunity with Robbie. He's like, I never thought I'd be in a position beforehand to hire my dad. And after all the work we've done and everything that we went through and, and, and all the stuff that we you know learned about me has helped me be in this position. And I can't believe it. It's so good. And thank you. And I get a little bit emotional now just thinking about it because it was, it was like, wow, like, you know, you, it's, it's truly some of the work that you've learned. And I like this stuff because Frederick Nietzsche talks about it is he stopped reading philosophy from other people because he didn't want it to influence his own thoughts. And I think it's extremely important to understand that when you start, you know, the path of self-reflection and you start studying the greats and the great thinkers, or you, you join a personal development program, you start learning all the things is adapt it to your own mind and come up with your own concepts. So all the stuff that I teach is quite original. Like I've done Jordan Peterson's self-awareness courses, um, which I think was awesome. Did that when I was at uni. I read self-development books and I did the exercises in the books, Real Ambition. I answered every damn question in that book. <laughs> Took me like probably a year and a half to finish. I would do the exercises in the four-hour work week and you know any sort of little books or recommendations that were recommended from people, I'd read them. I read... Demons by Fyodor Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment for Fyodor Dostoevsky, Man and His Symbols, Carl Jung, The Origins and History of Consciousness. I read I know, a whole bunch of amazing books. I run to uh, Pathways to Bliss, Joseph Campbell, Here with Thousand Faces. But I took them seriously. Like I did the exercises and things in there and wrote down a lot of notes. Like if you've seen any of the stuff that I do, guys, my process for learning is I read a book, I highlight and take notes, and then I – I, I I write them down in like notebooks and then from those notebooks, I write them on an A3 pad of paper and then from the A3 pad of paper, I type everything up and then I create a podcast on it or a course on it, which is what which is what I do. To, but put my own spin on things. And now to the position where some of the things that I've learned and whatever it is, I believe contribute to myself as a skill because I have these original thoughts and these original things which, um, you know, are seriously helping people to get outside their own mind in a unique way because it is because it is quite unique. I've sort of just led with my heart in terms of what I, what I want to read and what I most desire to, to completely understand. So as well as being the outlier, I remember also buying some business courses, like I did the ClickFunnels course and a few other things. I actually learned a lot about business. And the people that I attract, every single client that I ever attracted was the person that I most needed in my life, which is insane in terms of you know finance, marketing, business, self-development practice so that I could actually understand more about myself because I use myself as an example in um, self-development practices. I had to cause, I had to be on top of myself all the time. And then after doing all these things, like, well, I'm going to put all this into practice and, you know, compete and go for a pro card. And I did so much meditation guys, like the whole waking up app. I know it's different now, but the waking up app, I believe is one of the best apps you could ever do. And I, I, the very first trial of it was they had like their introductory course where it was 55 meditations. I remember I did them every single day. I finished the 55 meditations. It was like 10 minutes for every single one. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool, but I did every other meditation in it. And I just, I did so much meditation for, I think it was like a year and a half and, and a lot of breath work. And after doing a lot of personal development and taking action on things, it was, it was really beneficial. And I've got the skill in my mind in terms of uh, emotional regulation, I think from it, but learning those basic, basic skills and understanding them, I think was, super powerful and super beneficial and really helped to develop my own mind. So after doing these unique things, I decided like, okay, being in a relationship with someone as well at this time, this period of time, I was going in a deep relationship where like marriage and kids were on the cards and basically said, no, it's not what I wanted to do. And I had to like, I was quite agreeable. I'm not so agreeable anymore. I was like, no, that's not it. I'm not self-sacrificing myself. Like this is my future timeline. She had her own future timeline and we had to separate because they just didn't line up together. And I went into that knowing that I was going to deal with a lot of heartbreak and I cried. I went over, there's a podcast on this. It's called like, like how to deal with a breakup or something like that. It's like podcast number 19 or something. Um, and I lent into it completely and understood that. How do I put it? understood that leaning through a breakup and feeling every single emotion is what's going to help you get over it. And I did. I remember using it in a creative process with the breakup and I created this beautiful video for us. And it was sort of like a conscious, sort of a conscious breakup in a way where I made all these beautiful things. And I was like, okay, this doesn't have to, we don't have to hate each other. Like, yes, we don't need, I don't need to talk or see anything from you, but we don't have to hate each other. But, um, and we didn't hate each other actually. No, we didn't hate each other at all, but it was just like, it was just tense because we were hurting so much. So her, we, got, we ended up, yeah, splitting up moving out of each other's houses and I was like, cool, well, this gives me absolute permission. It was supposed to happen 
to completely send it into myself, baby. So I moved, moved states. I did the big move. I was like, yep, I'm going to move states and um, try to kick some ass. I was like, I'm going to give myself permission to give myself the best chance to succeed. Like, this is it. Like, this is it now. Finally, at the age of 28, 27, 28, whatever it was, I am going to finally go out there and start crushing it. So I started working with a friend, doing some work with him and that didn't work out. And it was like, you know, I remember having a call with him at one stage because I had $5,000 left in my bank account. I just learned all this business stuff for coaching and I hadn't even created Overcome the Chaos yet. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get paid. Like financially, <laughs> I need to get paid or I'm not going to be able to pay for rent, nothing. Like I am screwed, my car, everything. So here, I remember being on the phone to him at this point in time and I was freaking out. And he was like, cool, like this is your chance to rise up. Everything that you've done has to succeed now. So like move forward, like we can't pay anymore because we need someone in a different role and it's time for you to send it. So go forth and see what you're made of. And I was like, oh my God. And deep in in my core, I was like, yes, yes, challenges to overcome. So, um, oh, previously before that, winning the pro card was actually a big deal because I applied all of my mindset, all of my philosophy, all the love balancing, all the relationships balancing, all the spirituality, meditation and wisdom um, to end up winning it. And I was like, that was such a big event for me because it gave me permission to 100% be myself. I was like, yes, everything I do works. Look at this. I can beat everyone in a bodybuilding competition without taking steroids and doing it naturally because I put so much time, energy and effort and focus into this bad boy. So that was a crazy experience. Anyway, then I moved away. I was like, nah, sorry, everybody. Like I love my friends and my family so much, but in terms of me leaving my ultimate goal, my destined, you know, my destiny for greatness, I couldn't do it with everyone around there. It was just, it just wasn't going to happen because my time and distraction would just go into other people. No fault of them. It's just, I didn't have control of myself, for example, to not go see my friends and to not go out and give them love and to not give my time to them when I couldn't give to myself. So I was like, well, I need to move. Like quite frankly, I just need to get out. So I did best decision ever made. Um, And when I was at that stage in that position where my friend Connor was like, yo, rise up, crush it. I had $5,000 left. I put $5,000 into ads, zero, zero dollars in my bank account. I'm like, yep, let's run this. Holy moly. And I booked in some sales calls for people and overcome the chaos. And I wrote out what, you know, the plan was going to be. I hadn't even created it yet. And I think I made 14 to $15,000 in two weeks to pay for everything. And I hadn't even started the course yet. And this was like December or something, 2021. And we didn't really properly start until January. And I was like, what? Um, but I had everything sorted out. Like I knew exactly what I was going to deliver. I knew the mission. And I asked everyone, I surveyed everyone, what do you want to see? What do you most want to have? I can create some stuff. And that was the birth of Overcome the Chaos. And then from then it was like, cool, put some more money into ads, figure out these things. And it went from $14,000 to $15,000 to $20,000. You know, this is a month to 30 to 50 to $60,000 a month. <laughs> well, like, holy, what is going on here? I hired one of my best friends and I have three subcontractors that work for me now for who I love. We have over a hundred people in our communities and we have courses which are literally transforming people's lives because they're learning all of this stuff. It's insane. And now we're creating events. Like we've got, we've got some pretty cool things. Like at the moment, we've just created our a free Facebook community and email list so we can keep everyone up to date and share with them all the secrets and you know, some of the things moving forward and perform some lives for people so that they can learn some of these techniques and hold each other accountable. So we thought, like, okay, we need to give back, you know, somehow, some way. So we created these for everyone. And a huge shout out to, you know, one of my best friends, George Blackett, who we just get so close right now because he's working for me full time as a video editor and helping me run business and build websites and create ads and run things and learn how a marketing business works, which is absolutely insane. And it's, it's, it's crazy. And the, the amount of compliments and the recognition and the acknowledgement from every single person around me has just been nothing short of overwhelming. And I, I met of Chloe, obviously I met Chloe. She is uh, my intimate partner at the moment. And I, oh my God, I love that human so much. It hurts my soul. Um, but we grew so close. We're growing so close. And it's all, I, I, like, as a guy, I'm so proud of myself because I can hold so much space and I don't self-sacrifice myself at all. And I know what my purpose is. And I tell her, for example, I say, sorry, babe, but like, if you didn't contribute to my purpose, we wouldn't be together. <laughs> I'm like, and sorry, like, you know, I will never be able to show up as best as I can for you if I'm not showing as best you know, as I can for my purpose. So my purpose is number one and you are a very close second, but I do everything that I can. So, you know, I can you know, create a future for us. 
which I think is very admirable. And, and it makes, you know, it makes me very passionate and motivated and she supports me a hundred percent, which I never thought could happen. Like guys, you can have a partner that supports you a hundred percent for being you without any insecurities. And the only reason that they do that and they can do that is because of who you are as a person. So I truly believe who I am, the centeredness, the approach, the understanding of the philosophy. Yes, sometimes I go a little bit too much into consciousness and sometimes I go a little bit too much into personal development and having conscious conversations. Like I get it. Um, but because of who I am with the, 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 the talks and the discussions that we have and the connection that we're building to, together is amazing. Especially, Hug sparkles. Oh, she's Cherry. Me right now. I have to let her know. Sorry. <laughs> On a podcast, darling. How weird is that? She just called me, guys. Weird. So <clears throat> anyway, yes, and it all comes down, a successful relationship all comes down to who you are and your awareness. It's understanding that you know, when you do get in a relationship is your partner, when you get in a relationship, even though as a guy you think, like I'm speaking from the behalf of men right now, you may think that, oh, they may want someone else or the way may not do this or they may not be 100% committed or they don't want to get married to me or any of these things. Like no, girls find it can find it extremely, like a lot easier. In my personal experience, they find it easier to be able to fall in love and actually commit to someone. We are the ones with commitment issues. And because we have commitment issues and we think these things and we project it onto them and then majority of times they leave. So when you have that strong sense of self that this could be, you know, a relationship that I want to be committed to and go through the long haul, like with everything and entangle our lives together. And if I 100% commit to that, because I'm 100% committed to life, we may work out and have the most beautiful relationship ever, which is happening in mind. Woohoo. But some of the, some of the personal growth and stuff that we have together is so mind blowing, but yeah. So we created this Facebook email list, which is actually brand new and I'm actually super excited about it. But Besides that, we've got Overcome the Chaos, which is a men's personal development program. I want to tell you guys just a little, little bit about it because it's actually mind-blowing. Like we're having all of these men, it's their first, majority of people, it's their first time doing personal development and they're nervous and they're anxious about it. Well, they've seen, they've done a little bit beforehand and they're like, all right, they've, they've got the same things. Like they have a fear of failing. They have a fear of succeeding. They have imposter syndrome. They're not 100% independent with everything in their own life. They don't know how to navigate their emotions. They're like, what the hell was going on here? They have a business, but for some reason it's not elevating. They don't know how to take risks or show up as a leader as best as possible. And they don't, they haven't healed relationships with their parents or with themselves or with their partners yet. They don't understand why everything in their life that has gone wrong is going wrong. They're either still partying, their fear of judgment from their friends, their fear of judgment for jumping in on personal development. Like, oh God, people are going to judge me. The fear of judgment of like getting on a call and talking to people. Like, you know, they're either getting heartbroken or overeating, same things that I was going through. They haven't you know, they may have done some meditation or read some books, but for some reason they're, they're just not disciplined or an integral is what they need to be. And they come into this, this you know, community of absolute superstars and they're so welcomed and they're not judged and they're going through, you know, they completely express who they want to be. And then they go through this, you know, beautiful program of self-development and, and awareness. And then they come out of it and they go back to the real world and they're like, oh, I don't even like this place. <laughs> Back to overcome the chaos. But that is the champion of things becoming, not things become. They come in, they learn all these skills. Now they've got to go out to the real world and share it with everyone. And we're having some pretty crazy stuff, man. Like people are building national companies and, you know, even they're starting their own businesses or quitting their jobs and traveling the world and getting into new relationships and having, you know, breaking up from toxic relationships and healing relationships with parents. Like it's crazy the stuff that's happening. And it's just like we're teaching people a commitment as well, like how to actually commit. It's so crazy to see. And then we've got um, like Modern Leaders Accountability, which is a back end to Overcome the Chaos, where it's like a high level network of men who finished Overcome the Chaos or they've done one-on-one you know, coaching with me because I only have very limited spaces for one-on-one coaching that's available for some people, depending on who they are and where they're at and what they want to work on. And modern, modern Leaders is like, it's, it's fantastic. We run over the hero's journey a lot. I create something every single month that's new and exciting for the guys to come in and, and learn and and, you know, absolutely crush it. Then I have the hero's journey. So that's like an actual course itself, you know, which we're selling uh, online. So people can just come in and do it and they can see all the discussions that we've had with everyone live. And, you know, they can actually run through, you know, the stuff we talk about. And we've got an intimacy and income masterclass. So that's on the website. Like people can go and, and get that. And it's, it's so fantastic having this place where people are coming in, they're researching, they're learning, people are sharing the podcasts. And it's, it's crazy to be in this position because, I get so overwhelmed with gratitude. Oh, it's like, it's so awesome to feel, but it's like, man, we've built out so, so much and it's, and, and it all comes down to like, for me personally is understanding my purpose, you know, to inspire ambitious men by consistently um, overcoming myself. And I say it's ambitious humans by consistently overcoming myself. And there's a lot that 
that comes to that is, you know, Frederick Nietzsche says, create beyond yourself. And I, and I love that quote so much in terms of like, you should always be creating just beyond who you are and pushing yourself because then you're the hero of things becoming the champion of things becoming, not things become. So it's just really quite exciting, which is then now led us in this, into this position where we're going to go on tour around Australia a couple of times doing workshops in 2023, which I think is going to be so fantastic. And the, 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 the people that have come and attracted into my life is crazy. Like my net, my network, I think alone, I could completely just like sell it. So, and the main question I want to ask, like answer for you guys is, you know, how did I get here? And like, like how did I actually do it? And it comes down to just a true sense of who you are, like really understanding you. And it's a little bit to learn, yeah, but it's easy when you start doing the work and you become obsessed with it. But the, the scariest part and the most resistance is faced when it's swallowing bitter truths about your comfort zone, where you are, your environment situation, your relationships, your health decisions, what you're doing with yourself and, and what you're aware of. And if I can go out there and build what I have built with some amazing people attracting them into my life, it's like, imagine what you can do. Like, imagine what you could do when you just give yourself permission to be 100% you. And you've learned my story now. Like, you know what I've done and you know what it takes. And it's, 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 it's really not that hard. It's do something difficult that's physical and challenging. Do something that's mentally difficult and challenging. And lean into hardcore emotions and let them process. And spend so much time questioning and figuring out where you want to go, your goals and your purpose. It's not like you come in, for example, with Overcoming Chaos, people come in and we focus on purpose in week one. We help people get a brief idea. Boom, this is my purpose statement. And some people are like, oh, geez. Other people are like, whoa, that's my purpose. I get that hyped. But it takes the next eight weeks to like really refine it. And at the end of the week eight, we revisit it again. And it's like, and people change throughout the program. So their purpose changed. And they go, wow, this is like, what it really is. And that's how they come out and go do amazing things. I spent $20,000 to invest in myself in one day. And the first thing we focused on was purpose for the business of overcome the chaos. And that is to create, to create independence through education for the modern man. That's what we do. Educational programs for the modern, modern man. That was, we spent like three hours on that. Um, And I was like, wow, that's so funny. We focus on purpose. It's like so much synchronicity because I do this in my course. So now I'm getting taught it for my business. Like this makes complete sense. Like, wow, how did I not see this? I love working on this. And you guys can do that too. And it's a whole bunch of willingness to just really lean into those things and make sure that you're actually doing them and, and highlighting them. And, you know, one way of doing that, like the logical answer is, you know, message me or click on the link below somewhere and join Overcome the Chaos. I mean, we've got a, depending on where you're listening to this, we've got an end of year event where so we're doing a package deal for $4,000. You get the end of year event and Overcome the Chaos. And if you want to jump on, you just go down and buy it. So we've put it on the, on the website or you send me a message. We jump on a call. If you want a payment plan, I can send you a link to to that. But for example, it's like, that is a logical answer to do. Something else that you could do is Jordan Peterson's self-authoring program. If you have 10 months to work on it, like it took, I think it took me like six to eight months to actually finish that program. Like it was, it, it was insane. So I went through, didn't go through as much of the actual philosoph- philosophical, the frameworks and the tools that I actually use is what I'd li- as what I'd like. But I thought sharing my story with you guys might give you a little bit of insight is into what we're doing. And now it's like I'm speaking on stage, I'm speaking podcasts all the time. I'm meeting some of the best people in the world. Like I was speaking to Ken Ware the other day. He's literally one of the best people in the world for like neurophysics, helping people integrate their body and mind. I learned. So I got a whiteboard right here. There's all these notes that we did after the podcast. Mate, Ken, help me do this stuff. And then like we're writing down all these crazy things. Like it's crazy. Network is just so powerful. So if anyone wants you know, to get a part of my network or be a part of anything as well. It's like, if I have one-on-one coaching available, available, reach out, like mentorship and coaching is like right there and you can get it if you just pay for it. And at the moment I'm, I'm consistently looking at who I want and who I vibe with so I can get personal coaches and mentoring for things that, that I need and want and love and love to experience and being aware of all these things, man, like all it takes is you to do it and some good people around you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you're interested in anything and anything that we've got to offer and you do want to jump on or you want to be the part of the Facebook community in the list, you can click on all of the stuff below. And basically self-awareness is king, guys, and use what you can. Get outside your comfort zone. Trust your gut. Move through with love and compassion. Make some big, scary decisions and you know, sprint to your purpose. Remember, spend all the time that you can We'll spend a lot of time figuring out what it is. I love you all. 
so much. If everyone is listening to this, I just want to say I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like you guys listening, if you've bought Overcome the Chaos, if you've jumped on Modern Leaders, I, I fucking love you. <laughs> like, like you guys are contributing to my life and my purpose so much, helping me live this amazing life. And everyone who's listening and sharing is, is it makes me feel so proud and so welcomed and so acknowledged that it feels like my potential is just becoming unlocked. And some of the opportunities that are walking in my life, guys, it's like, if you're someone who's a high performer and you want to be around all this stuff and meet some amazing purposes, like bring some value and, you know, connect with me. Um, and I can connect with you too, especially if you're someone who wants to get connected. It's amazing. They want to do when you ask for help. So asking for a little bit of help there. So that's it. I finished. And I appreciate you guys. Big love. Can't wait to the next one. If you, if you like this podcast, if there's anything in here, by the way, if there's anything in here that you resonated with, send me a message. Send me a DM. I'm happy. I answer all my DMs. Send me a damn DM. If you've got any feedback for me in general, how I delivered this, or if you've got any feedback in general in terms of who I am as a person or, you know, my programs or anything or my content, please give me some feedback. I'd, I'd love to know what that is. If you have any ideas what you think I should be doing in terms for delivering value and content and events for you guys, let me know. Like, like honestly, send me a DM anytime. Um, I'd love to have a chat to you about it. So, you know, it's not like I'm getting millions of views on the podcast yet, by the way, but yeah, so I can actually have time to get back to people who listen to this and spend the time at the end listening to the stuff. So everyone is listening, all my friends, family, everyone. I just love you all from my soul. And like you guys helping me reach my full potential is helping me serve the entire world, which is helping other people reach their full potential. So All rising tides are lifting the boats, baby. The hero is a champion of things becoming. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.